0: And now they know. David, welcome back. This is episode nine, which is like a direct transition from episode eight, which is actually episode nine. So now we're actually episode ten, and that gets really confusing, especially when I'm telling people what episode we're on. But tell me, David, how are you doing today?
1: Man, I am doing fantastic. I just chugged some alcohol before uh, we started this, so I'm feeling alive. I'm feeling spry. I'm feeling. Uh, I'm feeling the freedom that rings, sir. How about you today? Mm-hmm.
0: I am I am feeling pretty spry myself, to be honest. I uh, I went and got a haircut today, so I'm I'm rocking that that fresh cut. You know, uh, feeling a lot a lot better about that. Um, did not get to go to my usual person that I get my haircut because she was not working. But the guy that did it phenomenal, like nine out of ten, solid, amazing, so very very happy with that. And I also really appreciated the video you sent me of you uh, you chugging the beer. Um, as someone who cannot chug beer. Um, I, I really like to live my experiences through you, uh, so I, I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I have some
1: white trash in me, I'm not going to lie. And so it's not, it's, you know, I can't say I can do a lot, but I'm, I'm okay at that, so.
0: That's fair, that's fair. I mean, personally, I think you do quite a bit, but that is that is definitely near the top of the list. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> so tell me, tell me, David, what's, on, what's been on your mind?
1: Man, a lot of things are on my mind. But first, I want to ask you something, because I know you just asked me a question of what's on my mind, but pick something between one and ten. Uh, Seven. Seven. Interesting. All right. So I have created a list, list of questions to be asked. Okay. And uh, and I I numbered them, obviously. And you pick number seven. So we're going to see what this is going to be. All right. Are you ready, sir?
0: Absolutely. Let's go.
1: All right. All right. Number seven. If anyone in the world, no matter the time period, no matter any of the situations, no matter uh, if they're dead or alive, whatever the situation is, um, in this particular situation, obviously they would be dead. Who would you most like to haunt you?
0: Ooh, and it could be anyone, anyone in, of all time. Of all time, anyone can haunt you. Um, dude, that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, can I? Can, I feel like it's—it's got to be one of three answers. All right. All right. I'm here. Um, I'm listening. So, first answer is—is Stephen. Um, just because he already haunts me daily in real life. So I'd be used to it. Sure. Um, he's not dead. He's, he's, you know, this, he's very well alive. Um, his presence just is slightly haunting sometimes. So I would say probably Steven, uh, just because for the, the fact that I'd be used to it. Um, two, uh, I would actually put you on there. Um, okay. But mostly less because you, you don't really haunt me on a daily basis, but, uh, your tenacity and the, the energy you would bring, I think would be, would be great. Um, you would haunt me in a way that would really make me feel good about myself, you know? Sure,
1: sure. Um, Appreciate that. Like,
0: you know, you just, like, ghost right in the mirror, like, dang, you're looking nice today, you know? Like, <laughs> you'd be that kind of haunting, right? Right. And I'm here for that. But third, and I think probably the primary, like, person would be Leonardo DiCaprio. And that's because I fully believe in his ability to take on any role. And if he were going to haunt me, I it would be an Oscar-worthy haunting. So I'd have to... I'd just have to <laughs> that's,
1: an that's an interesting <laughs> perspective on it. So, uh, so do, do you think he would get, like, lost in his haunting? Do you think he would, like...
0: Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. even if it was, like, a temporary thing, like, say, like, he's like, man, I gotta haunt this guy for, like, six months. I don't think he'd come back from it. I think he would just permanently haunt people. Like, that'd no. just be his new thing.
1: Yeah, that's, that is completely reasonable. So do you... I guess in that situation, if he was to haunt you, um, like, do you think he would change it up? Do you think he would have one character? or Do you think he would just have a constant, like you know, panel of different characters that he's made to haunt you?
0: See, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not as familiar with how, how the hauntings work, but I would like to think that it would be a, a panel of characters. Um, I definitely want some Wolf of Wall Street in there. Um, and I would personally, I would love, I'd love a little bit, a little bit of Revenant, because the Revenant kind of haunting would be a little bit odd, very quiet, uh, very like intense, uh, whereas the Wolf of Wall Street haunting, that'd be like very loud. Like, you know, a ghost encouraging me to do cocaine, that kind of thing. Right.
1: Um, sure. Uh, <laughs> which,
0: I'm not going to listen to it. It's a ghost. Duh. I don't listen to real people who told me to do that. Right. Um, <laughs> no, uh, that's also jokes. But I, I, I would like a panel of characters, I think. I think for me.
1: So – that's interesting, and and I think that uh, and and first of all, before we just uh, brush it under under, under the rug, uh, Kobe does a lot of cocaine. So don't let anyone uh, don't let him fool you. He is uh, he does a lot of coke. Now, For legal anyways, reasons,
0: this is a joke. For illegal reasons, yeah, I mean, you know, what happens happens.
1: So, anyways, <laughs> now as I was saying, here, So, yeah. Anyways,
0: making jokes,
1: making jokes, yeah, jokes. Now, um.
0: <laughs> you got to sniff a little bit. Hold on. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so, um, Oh, what was I saying? I, th- I forgot where I was going with this. I have another thing. I'm going to go with this now.
0: So I also I th- have another character, by the way, whenever we're done with talking about Leo.
1: Okay, cool. So do you think Leo understands himself? Like, do you think that he's like such a good actor that he kind of like doesn't have an understanding of like who is Leonardo DiCaprio besides like the facade of the actor?
0: Wow. Okay, that is a that it is, is a, a deep question. question. It's a deep
1: question. It's a deep That's question. That's a
0: weighted question. All it right, it's a
1: weighted question. But it is so. Something let me that- let
0: me make sure I'm understanding this right. So, do I think that Leo, with all the roles he's played and like the extent that he's gone to to play them, do I think that he still has an understanding of himself or that he does not? Right. That's what you're asking.
1: Yeah, and I guess I guess this question goes into not not specifically DiCaprio, right? But let's say like specifically, like um, or I mean, I guess less less specifically. Um, phenomenal actors and actresses. Like mm-hmm. do you think that do you think that they really have like an understanding of themselves besides like beyond like a public image, you know what I'm saying? Like do you think do you think do you think that they struggle with it?
0: I I feel like they would have to struggle a little bit, you know? Um because I mean if you if you think about it, the at the end of the day, like, you know, we see these people as as, you know, phenomenal actors and who have given everything to their craft and they're in the public eye twenty four seven. But before they were those people, they were just, like, regular people, you know? Right. Like, I mean, and Leonardo DiCaprio, before he started acting in big movies, he was just some random guy named Leonardo DiCaprio who was, like, starting to get recognized by people. And I feel like, to an extent, that would, like, that would affect anybody, you know? Um, I, I think if you spend that long in the spotlight with people critiquing your every move, I feel like you're going to lose yourself a little bit um, I, and not to say that there's people that can go without losing themselves or having a deeper understanding of who they truly are, because I think they are, but I think that's really the anomaly uh, because like they're just, they're under so much scrutiny all the time. Not to say that's a good or a bad thing. I uh, mean, you know, I'm not one to say what is good or what is bad, but I just feel like it, it has an effect on you long term. you know?
1: I I agree. So the reason I'm saying this, too, because I think it's interesting, because I, I, you know, I think a lot of people, including myself at certain points, you know, have desired that prosperity, desired the, you know, I'm like, 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 it would be really cool to be top of the line, kind of, you know, someone in the acting industry, or I mean, the film Mm -hmm. industry, or let's say, like, you know, growing up, you know, if you like sports at all, whatever, you're like, yeah, let's be like a top, top of the line athlete or whatever it is. And I don't know. The more and more I think about it, the more and more I start thinking that it's more so a, uh, um, more so lonely at the top. You know what I'm saying?
0: Like, no, I mean, I absolutely agree. I, and I say that I agree from a place of never having been there. Understanding um, that just,
1: perspective.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, but just like understanding, like seeing how it how it's affected people. Like in previous times. And I think especially with actors, because, you know, in, in, and when they're, when you're at the top of the, top of the quote unquote game in anything, whether it's a sport, whether you're freaking governor of Michigan, you know, um, you're going to be in that public eye. But I think actors, you know, they're in that public eye, but they're also constantly like their entire job is performing characters that's not themselves. So to go back and be yourself, I, I mean, Look at how many characters or how many actors have gotten lost in the role. I mean, the one that first comes to mind is, is Heath Ledger's Joker, you know? Right. I mean, he what locked himself in a hotel room for a month to get ready for the role and everything. And, like, he, he really lost himself in that role, I feel like. And I, I feel like uh, that's just – I lost my train of thought. But I mean, you, you get what I'm saying though. Like I, I think the anomaly is people not losing themselves. And I, I think, you know, looking from as protective of having never been there, it would it'd be kind of nervous to be there.
1: I, I agree. And because, uh, you know, what? other things specifically with like the film industry regarding other things, right? So um, with, when, it comes to, when it comes to like sports, for example, so many of these things seem to be so, it, it's, it's based on accolades. And so whether you like someone or not, if you win so many times or you put up so many stats or whatever it is, that should, that should's just unequivocal. Like it's like, it's mm-hmm. there, it is point blank. It's black and white. And when it comes to something such as something where you're playing someone that's not yourself, right. You're not playing yourself at all. And then it is, you have to face the scrutiny. And even if you don't have the, uh, the scrutiny in your are like DiCaprio, where he's received incredibly well based on his, you know, his talent and stuff, I think it's so, um, I think it's so interesting to, uh, uh um, oh, where was I going with this? It's so interesting to, um, uh, see how people would respond because it's it's such a subjective mm-hmm. business. Because you know you can like one movie and hate it, like, and then like and then like the next person hates it.
0: Yeah. And um, I, don't no, know, I, I, I I completely find agree.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: I I completely agree, and I think you make a good point. Um, because like I mean. Look at, like, football, for example. You can love Tom Brady. You can hate Tom Brady. At the end of the day, the man's won seven Super Bowls, you know? Um, right. It's without a doubt. It hasn't been done by any other player, you know. And people. I know people argue, like, is he the greatest of all time? At After the last Super Bowl, personally, I think that's kind of, like, just an irrelevant argument. I think there's – you can't say he's not. But, like, when, when it comes to sports, when it comes to things like that, there you know, you have stats to rely on. And like you said, when it comes to like film, the film industry and acting, it's so subjective and like, sure they have the Oscars, but like the Oscars are debated every year, like every single year, an actor gets an Oscar. There's millions of tweets online about how they didn't deserve it, how it needs to go to somebody else, you know? Yeah.
1: Right. And, and then also on like the flip side with like DiCaprio, they were like, he deserved it and he didn't get it. And so like, Mm -hmm. he has the pressure to continue to perform at a absurd level. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, I, I think, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about like the long-term effects that has to have on somebody, you know?
1: Yeah. Now, so it's interesting too, because I was looking at it, because you mentioned initially when I asked this question, you were like, you're like, you like, okay, cool. Because you brought up, you brought up um, the film industry, like actors and stuff. And then you brought mm-hmm. up, um, then you, then you brought up sports. Then you brought up like the mayor of Michigan, for example, was one. And I think that one kind of goes into the, it's a different thing when it comes to, um, filmmaking because you know actors they're literally they're literally 100% playing someone that they're not right and then um, uh, but in the, but in politics you're like uh, what's the way to look at it you are um, it's still a subjective business so I mean like I some absolutely. things some things are a little bit more finite you know based on your decisions and stuff but some of it it's like you're like guaranteed flack no matter the situation because oh, it's just absolutely. a you know right wing left wing country and so that's interesting kind of um pressure well and i feel like under.
0: i feel like with politics you know it's it's not necessarily that you're not playing a part because i think you still are you know i i think whereas like an acting you know the actor is they are playing the part they're not playing themselves um where but with and i mean sometimes you know you people like say oh this guy just played himself in the movie or this lady just played herself in the movie you know Um, but like overall they're still, they're playing a part, you know, but I feel like with politics, a lot of it is playing the part to do whatever you need to do to get voted. But it's also finding that balance of, okay, I need to play this certain role, but I also don't want to like lose myself completely, you know? And so I, I feel like with politics, it's, it's kind of like a middle ground in the sense that they're, they're trying to, to play a part to appease a certain group of people that they really want their votes while also, You know, trying to play themselves and what they actually believe, while at the same time playing a part for another group of people that they really want their votes. And so it's kind of like they're playing like three different roles there, to be honest.
1: Yeah, and uh, and with 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 politics, like specifically, that's that's so interesting because you have the you have because like typically, if you're white wing white right wing or left wing, whatever it is, you are appealing to that audience, and you hope that whatever your message is appeals to everyone. But in, in reality, you know that it appeals to. One or the other, basically, right? And you know, yeah, understanding that you know, obviously, I would like a more, more, um, not one or the other kind of situation, you know, in politics, but like it is what it is, right? Um, that's just a system that we're in, we're in a bipartisan, bipartisan, bipartisan system, yes. And then, um, but you also have to like realize too, because you want to like please the people, but then you also want to, um, you want to, you know. You, there's certain people you have to please if you want to get shit done. At the same time, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's it's an interesting whole like dynamic.
0: Politics is something that I like. There's a lot of jobs and like a lot of career paths in the world that I'm like, yeah, I I couldn't do this. I think politics is probably number one, uh, just because I think I would lose myself, to be honest. So interesting. I, I just I don't know it. Not necessarily lose myself, but like. I don't think I could consistently get reelected. I don't think I could make my career in politics. Do I think that I could get like elected once? I mean, I, I think, you know, we've seen several and I'm not going to name any names, but we've seen several cases where someone we didn't think would win wins, you know? And I, I think, you know, that's not necessarily out of the realm of possibility, but like making a complete career out of it, um, I just personally, I don't think it's something I'd want to do because it'd be, I feel like it'd just be that constant internal struggle of this is what I feel is right versus what this is, what this person says. But this other person think like they make a big decisions about what gets done. And so trying to find that balance is something that I don't think I'd want to do.
1: So let me ask you a question then, because that that was really interesting to me. Do you think that you find yourself, like you would find yourself having like a public facade as a politician or, or what is the, what is the, is it more so you're not willing to break who you are to sell yourself for the business?
0: So just to clarify, you're asking like, do I think if I if I were a politician, I would find myself like playing a, a certain role? I'd find myself losing myself in that role and kind of losing my my sense of focus. Is that what you're asking? Absolutely, sir. Okay. Um, I think see, see, it's a hard question because you know. I I think it's one of those situations where you're like, if you were doing this, what would you do, you know? And those what if questions are really difficult to answer when you're not in that particular moment. Uh, I think if it were just me that was like decided randomly one day, like, hey, I'm going to run for office of something, right? I don't think that I would have as much trouble, like much of an issue kind of losing what what I'm trying to hold on to just because I know that like, it's not my primary focus. But if I was somebody who's like their entire career focus was to be a politician, like that's what they do. I, I, I don't, I mean, I'd like to believe that I'm strong enough to like, hold on to what I need, what I believe is true, no matter what. And, but I, I can't, you know, and I, I think, and I think it also depends on the, on the topic on, you know, on the subject, but I, I think there's some things that I'm like, yes, I think this is how it should be. And I would stick to that no matter what. But there's there's other subjects, some of those gray area things that I feel like it would be some in some cases it'd be difficult to difficult to stick with what I believe, you know? Because because I, I think the thing with with politicians is you know we we look at them in the public eye, and this is just my thoughts on it. But we look at them in the public eye, right, as someone who's trying to persuade us to do a certain thing, without realizing that as the public we're also trying to persuade them to do certain things. Like we, our, our opinion and what they do based on our opinion and and what our thoughts are decides, you know, their job. And so at the end of the day, we're also persuading them to do, to take certain actions, you know, to, to pass this certain bill, to to make this thing law and sure, you know, it's all done through voting and things like that, but there's a lot of public persuasion that's put into it. And so I I think, I think politicians, you know, I, I think in that role, it'd be really difficult to evade that public persuasion. Uh, when it comes to a lot of like the, it, cause if, if, I mean, so I don't want to get into like specific subjects, but say hypothetically, there's a gray area in the political spectrum where one side believes that if you're on a pogo stick, you can only hop three hops in a row and then you have to like take a break on the other side of the, the spectrum. You can hop up to five times, you know? And so it's like where if if I'm someone who's like, you know, I could see both valid points, the public is persuading me in certain ways. And a lot of times it, I I feel like it wouldn't be just my opinion going into, Oh, I think it should be this. You know, I think the, the people also are like trying to convince me through, you know, different, whether it's protesting, whether it's, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, what's my mind just went blank. What's the, what's the name of the, the petitions, petitions, whether it's protesting, whether it's petitions could not think of that word for some reason. Um, whether it's something like that, I feel like, you know, they're trying to persuade a certain way, you know, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I just feel like that's something that's not really thought of. And it's not something that I'm always mindful of. But like, you know, politicians at the end of the day, whether you love them, or whether you hate them, or whether you agree with them, or you don't, they're still human beings who are subject to persuasion and subject to pressure from outside sources. And I think if I was someone who my entire life was built around that, when it comes to a lot of those gray area things, I I can't guarantee, I could not guarantee that I'd be able to stick to what I think should be the thing a hundred percent of the time.
1: And so that is so interesting too. So I think, you know, Obviously, when it comes to the film industry, right, when it comes to the film industry, it goes into how do you handle criticism? How do you handle uh, the maintained pressure of performing at a high level? For DiCaprio, he's like, okay, he can't make a movie. And I feel like he's very calculated on the movies he picks. And same with all these, you know, like superstars that are like in the film industry, for example, you know, um, and uh, and they have that pressure right and then mm-hmm. you know in football you have the pressure to perform at a high level right and cuz cuz like at the end of the day someone is hunting for your job right and then um now when it comes to politics which is so interesting about it cuz you may you, you made you made a good point but i think we're missing something here is it's like the so <clears throat> I'll, I'll go into a political topic but i won't go too hard into it where it's like controversial here so like let's say yeah, you're, you're talking about like climate change right you mm-hmm. have this you have the argument, okay, we have to do something so that the future is better. But at the same time, you have to realize, guess and don't get it twisted. I'm all about I'm all about we need to do something for you know, we need to take care of this planet and do these different things because you know at a certain point, whatever, right? And then mm-hmm. um, but but you have to realize that some people are in a position where they're like, I'm worried about how do I get food on the table. And so they have this opinion, they're like, hey, sure, let's do this. But um, uh, uh, why should I focus on that when I'm struggling with this point? Now, Mm -hmm. when it comes to, let's say, for example, okay, let's say we're trying to go green, right? Let's say we're trying to go green. Let's say we're trying to go green and be as, um, you know, environmentally friendly as possible. And we say, all right, we can't do coal anymore. Let's close the coal mines. Now you have people out of jobs, but at the same time, you're looking at the future and now yeah. you have this position where you're literally impacting people's lives based on your decisions. And whereas the other two professions that we were talking about is strictly you're dealing with criticism and this one you're dealing with criticism, but you're also dealing with, I mean you're literally dealing with people's lives. Yeah. And I um, mean, that's a heavy impact. And, so, and so you oh. want to make the right decision, but some decisions like okay, because there's one thing where you're like, oh, let's do this, or like let's make this statement, and it's very black and white. But then some some sometimes you're like, you're like, there's no there's no winning here because if we don't do something about the future, then we're in a situation. And then if it's like, well, if we do this situation, not the future, now we're putting the present in a little bit of a, you're you're re- you're re- you're removing a band-aid, right? You were mm. you're going for it. So I don't know. That's an interesting
0: interesting. Well, and- It is, and I I like the way that you mentioned that, like you know, in some situations it is very black and white, you know. Um, But it seems like, I mean, at the end of the, the controversial issues are going to be the ones that don't have a black and white answer, which was what makes them controversial in the first place, you know. Um, But you you mean you're absolutely. It's like with with like, say you're an NFL quarterback and you you perform to a certain level and then you don't come up with that next year. Like you know, at the end of the day, there there's a positive and the negative. There's people who are saying, hey, you're still doing what you need to be do, and there's people saying that you're not doing what you need to do. When it comes to acting, there's positive criticism and there's negative criticism. But a lot of times with these political decisions like the one you're talking about, it, it, it's, it's like it's negative on both sides. It's like you're rather than choosing, you know, do I, do I go for like the positive? or like rather than having something positive to focus on, it's like which one's less negative? And I I feel like the the effects that has on, you know, the decision making is just it's it's got to be extreme, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's you have to have a lot of, you know, mental fortitude to do all three of these things. Right. And uh, you know, in, in anything really in the public eye, because I think th- I think there's a different perspective, like there's a different perspective on it. Like I said, acting, it's subjective. Not everyone will like how you act. Not everyone will like how you direct. Not everyone will like how you write. Not everyone will like, you know, the the, the those decisions. And some people might think it's amazing and the next person thinks it's terrible. And mm-hmm. then with sports, it's very, it's a performance-based business where it's like, okay, so with sports in general, it's like, well, I don't care what you did last year. How are you doing right now? Right. And then, um, and then, so then now you're like looking over your shoulder. And then when it comes to, you know, like politics, it's just, it's, it really is the better of two evils. And, and it's, I know that everyone, I know most people I've had this conversation, like a bajillion times where people are sitting there talking about it. And they're like, they're like, they're like, Hey, like, Oh, like, well, I don't really like this person, but it's, you know, I prefer it over this or whatever the situation is. Or it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, this it. Or whatever it is, or it's like this decision. It's like, where some decisions, you're like, I see what they did, and I don't know if I would do it exactly that same way. But I, but I, I, get it. But yeah, you know, I don't know. It's so, it's so. There's, there's no winning in some, in some situations. It's just like I don't know, staying afloat. And I don't know. I think that's so fascinating. When so it comes to
0: let the me ask effects. you a question. Do you think and. Not, I, I don't think we're getting too controversial here, but do you think that the fact that it's trying to stay afloat is due to how how like the US has structured its political system? or do you think it's just natural human behavior to continuously like clash on certain ideologies?
1: That's so interesting. So I think we have created a bipartisan system where it's you have to pick one or the other. There's not really an in-between. We can argue that you can vote for these, you know, third parties, right? But Mm -hmm. in reality, they they don't win. They don't win. And it is what it is. Sometimes they win, but like very rarely. And if it's if they win, it's not prominent positions. Right. Um, And so um, oh, I forget. I, uh, I forgot your question I just went blank for a second. What was your question again?
0: Oh, uh, question okay. is do you think the like the the whole concept of having to stay afloat and pick between the lesser of of bad things is due to the system that we've created or just natural human tendency to clash and and create these negative situations
1: So regarding United States of America specifically, right I think we're a very individualistic like country right where we have so many different, um so many different branches of religions right we have Baptists, we have non-denominational we have catholic where it's we we the american ideal is doing things the way we want to do them and having mm-hmm. we're i've I realized recently that we're very individualistic opposed to other countries so i think that is definitely a variable where everyone has an opinion and it's not to be controversial it's just to be it's just like the way we are where it's like oh I'm very left on this, but right on this or right on this and left on this and whatever it is, or I'm pretty middle on this, pretty moderate on this. And I think you end up having everyone with just a bunch of individualized ideas that it's like, and some people outspoken about them. And so it then creates that, that like facet for criticism, that facet for, Oh, I want this. Where some people were like, like, I think with American politics, especially because it's bipartisan, it's like right or left where you're like, man, but I'm really this here, but I'm not this here. So no one really fits everyone perfectly. And so um, I think of how that system is kind of put in place. I think it really puts, um, I really think it creates the environment for that level of criticism in the political world. And I think it creates that kind of environment for different, for, for, um, uh, for outspokenness almost, if that makes Mm -hmm.
0: sense. No, absolutely. So, so, all right. Your 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 point of view is that, and correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm just kind of like you know trying to trying to figure out. So, your your idea. So, you, you think that the bottom ground is that America is you know as as a culture compared to like other countries, other cultures, things like that. We're much more individualistic, which I agree. Uh, we are um, definitely uh, just the way that you know we're. Like, I mean, think about how there's so many different cultures where when the child turns 18, they don't necessarily move out, you know, Um, it's but it's like frowned upon if if a child keeps staying at home in America, because we're very we're very we need to do things things on our own kind of thing, which good, bad, you know, take that as you will. That's just how it is. Um, But do you think that 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 ground levelness of America being that individualistic culture is what set us up for this bipartisan system? Or do you think that it just happens – like do you think it's a direct – do you think the bipartisan system is like a direct result of America's individualism? Or do you think that it's kind of like coinciding with it? Like do you think it do you think the bipartisan would would exist separate of the individualism that we experience in America? I guess is what I'm trying oh, to say. Oh, that's
1: so interesting. That's a, that's a that's one to unpack there. So mm-hmm. okay, let, let me say something before I kind of really unpack this here. So I think in other countries, whenever we took the intercultural class, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, they were talking about how some cultures, they literally, they're like, how can I, they, they'll work for a company and they're like, how do I make this company go to the top? How do I improve this company? How do I do my part to make sure that this company continues its cog of like success or what can I do to continue to improve this company? It's given mm-hmm. me an opportunity. I'm going to do my best to give it that. And I think in American culture, for example, we're like, we're like, hey, so we have different jobs and we're willing to, you, Utilize the system to improve our own personal situations, and so it's like, okay, I'm gonna do this. Sure, I and and if a better opportunity comes up, you're there's less of an emotional attachment, less of an attachment to said company, to said things, right? And oh, so, um, and so it's like it's like the better opportunity comes up. No matter the cause of the business, it's like, hey, I gotta look out for myself here. I gotta see how I can meet the meet, reach the mountain top, how I can reach prosperity in this. American culture and how I can reach mm. my American dream, whatever it is. And it it, it it tends to revolve around prosperity, most of all. Like, how can I get my house? How can I get my car? How can I get financial freedom and all these different things, right? But yeah. um, when it comes to politics, I, I, I really don't know why we have stuck with the bipartisan system. I think it's kind of almost where, like, the money's gone. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, these are the things that get the most exposure. These are the things that have the most behind it. And so for whatever reason, we have a system to where, um, we have, there, there just isn't enough, uh, there is, it's gone so far in a system where there isn't enough competition in it, right. Where it's like, Hey, we're this, it's like almost like a fraternity being a Republican or being a Democrat, right. Where it's like, we have a foundation of running this country Mm -hmm. and where, um, Other things just don't have that platform at this point where i think it's just almost like a longevity argument it seems like where um hey these are the proven concepts to keep the status quo right and um uh, and then i think it i think it really conflicts with the individualistic society because i think some people now are looking at it they're like i i just want to you know like this is my opinion personally i'd rather just pick like whoever i think is the best right instead of being like okay so i have i have ideals and they lean a certain they lean specifically a certain way but it's so um uh uh some sometimes it feels like luster right Mm -hmm. and um let me see how i can conclude this well um i look at it as uh I think I think it's conflicting, and I think it's becoming it's coming to a head. But at the same time, I don't know how you can stop these these fraternities of bipartisism, is if that makes sense? Because they're no, just absolutely. they're just so established at this point, and it's like I don't know if they have enough, if the other arguments have enough of a thing. Because at that point, then because if they do get it, it then becomes the same thing. It's just it's like hey, because there's a label of. This is a Republican. This is a Democrat. This is a um, uh, what am I saying? This is the Green Party. This is the uh, what's the other one I'm missing? I'm missing one. The libertarian Uh, libertarian. Yes, libertarian. Um, It then still does that because you still have to have an attachment to it. Like you still have you still have an attachment to an overall ideal instead of being taken it as an individualistic basis basis of this is me personally, not for this standing for this i don't know if that makes sense
0: no it absolutely does and and to kind of continue like you know with with the fact that like you know the bipartisan structure specifically has such deep roots now that it's like how how would you even go around like get moving on past that and i think more so in like recent years i i think specifically starting with like the 2016 election there's been uh, like a big uh, more of an uproar for like you know more different like third party candidates and you know, I say third-party candidates, but you know, as you said, that's still limiting your choices. But like, there's there's been more of a push towards moving away from that bipartisism. Bipartisism is that a word? The I bipartisan think so. system, I think right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'll pretend it is. So, right. moving away from that bipartisism, and but at the same time, I feel like you know, it's America is we're so individualistic in the fact that every one of us thinks we can make a change until it comes to voting, it feels like, because, you know, I, any one of us can be like, all right, I'm going to go out, I'm going to do this for my family, for my future family, current family, whatever it is, I'm going to go do this for myself. I can, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to be the change that I, that I'm looking to see. Right. But then when it comes to voting, I feel like so many people just, they, they forget their sense of like individualism that comes with it. And they're like, yes, I want to do this certain thing, but I can't change it on my own, you know? But I, I think it's the the fact that everybody seems to fall into that trap of I can't change it. Why does my vote for this particular thing matter without realizing that if everyone just really collectively pushed forward, that's that's how real change happens, you know? 100 um, And and so I, I think that's I mean that I think that's the case of the entire voting system and how how democracy works, how how being you know how a, a republic works. But people people seem to look at it on like a on a more of a more of like a micro micro scale. It seems like, but less of like changing the entire the structure itself. Uh, does that make sense of what I'm trying to say?
1: It, it does. And you, here, here's something I want to add to it as well that is really interesting. It just kind of popped in my head. So we're talking about the criticisms of acting, politics, and you know, being a professional athlete, right? Now there's different. Mm-hmm. It's not to, the, to to the degree, but there's different pressures with voting, right? And so oh, there's absolutely. different things where it's like it's like if you don't vote, for example. If you don't vote, you're considered some people will say that's un American to vote. You have a right to vote. And then you have some situations where it's considered it's like, why are you voting for a third party? You're just throwing away your vote. And then you have the um the different thing. It's like, why would you vote for this person? You don't you don't you don't really believe in that. You just think this person's mm-hmm is the better of the two evils here. And it's, it's a, it's a different pressure where it's like, that's just, that's just the facet of individualism in America. Right. And oh, you have to- I,
0: I think, I think we're trying to live up to the standards that other people are setting, you know, because we, I feel like we so desperately want to be our own person, but at the same time we don't want to, we don't want to be social rejects. And I, I think, you know, supposedly voting has, you know, animosity with it. Um, but it, it it really doesn't because everyone is, is going to say, oh, I'm voting for this person or I'm voting for this person. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, campaign for what you believe in. But I feel like, you know, it, it, like you said, it's like if if you don't vote, this person's like one person's going to yell at you. But if you vote for this person, this other person's going to yell at you. And we I feel like we tend to lose our individualism, like you said, in, in the fact that we're just trying to appease other people's expectations of ourself.
1: And yeah, what, 100%. And I think it's so interesting to look at, right? Because there's so, um, oh, where was I going with this? It was good. Um, you have, Sorry. oh, no, you're good. This, this this was totally me. It wasn't you at all. Um, you have, um, it's very obvious, right? Because you can, you can say you're going to be like anonymous in how you vote. But even then, like, there's enough tellers to see. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying just like on your, like your, on how you physically look, but there is a little bit on, like, you know, on, like, physical appearance, but also regarding, like, how you carry yourself, because it feels like the people that want to be, like, anonymous, I feel like they're almost legitimately conflicted, because if you're, like, adamantly a right-wing or adamantly a left-wing, like, it's clear as day. You know what I'm saying? It's clear as Mm -hmm. day. No one's hiding it. They're very very individualistic about it. The very, this is who I am. This is what I believe in and I respect it. Right now, everyone that's like anonymous, they seem to be more in the middle and the more like, they're like, I don't want to tell who I, I don't want to say who, who, who I voted for. And those are the people that I'm like, I legitimately don't know where they're going with this. And, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's a more, maybe it is more of a, more of a, like a, uh, a privacy thing. And they're doing a good job out of it, uh, doing a good job at it. But in my opinion, I think it's literally a sign of confliction. Like, I think it's like they 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 don't know where where to go, and there's some some of these situations, and they are conflicted morally or ethically or whatever the
0: situ- situation might be. No, absolutely. And, they might they might want to vote some way, like one particular way, but then they're they know like their family is going to tear into them if they vote that. Yeah, way. Yeah, they're they feeling the
1: pressure. They or They don't f- want
0: to lose that, but then in the other sense, like you know, they have friends that like vote this way, and they're like they don't want to they don't like you said they don't want to lose this or lose that relationship but they also don't want to lose what they're personally trying to achieve. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 fascinating. And I – so kind of like I guess steering into a little bit of a, a different thing, I, I've talked about this before with, with quite a few different people when it comes to like voting in itself because whenever, you know, you have the voting ballot, there's there's that option for like straight ticket or straight party ticket, right? And first off, I don't think that should be a thing. I'm gonna put that out there. I don't even know if that's controversial. I don't think it is, but I don't care because I don't think that straight party voting should be a thing because that's that's taking away the pressure. So if if you're gonna go out and vote, I so I'm trying to I'm trying to put all these thoughts together, right? So I was talking to Stephen actually at one point, and he was talking about and he was explaining his his views on it's one's civic duty to vote, and he thinks it's less that. It's not necessarily your civic duty to vote. It's your civic duty to vote, to have an educated vote. And I think so many people are like, I'm going to go out and vote for this person because they're part of this party, but they're not educating themselves on what the person's actually doing. And so I think having that straight party ticket thing, for example, let's kind of people kind of scapegoat themselves out of the conversation or escape from the thing where they don't, they don't have to put as much pressure on them to remain informed about what they're voting for. And I, I think kind of continue with – and I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but I think continuing on with that, I don't I, – I would actually prefer if on like the ballots it didn't list party next to the person. Like if you have this many candidates running, I, I, I think it would be so much more beneficial for like the, the system of voters to – to not know if this person's for this party, but just say, Hey, I need to find out about this person. You know, I need to find out what they believe. And it doesn't matter if they're left, if they're right, if they're third party, if they, if they're holding truer, the truest to what I'm pushing for, then I'm going to vote for them, you know, but I feel like so many people look at the little letter that's next to this, you know, this, this candidate's name. And they're like, Oh, you know, I kind of like some of the stuff this other person's saying, but this person has like an L next, or has a D next to it, or an R next to it, you know. And I feel like that's just that takes away a lot of the the education that I feel like people I I feel like people should need when it comes to voting because I, I think voting gives such a such a power, and it's what separates us from you know not necessarily every other country because a lot of countries that have voting and stuff, but it's it's what separates us from certain political like structures is the the people's voice and having not not relying on your own, like information and own learning, but rather just relying on what what party they're affiliated with, I feel like kind of loses some of the people's voice with that. That was a bit of a ramble. But what are your thoughts on that? <laughs>
1: First of all, it's a bit of a ramble and possibly rambling. So it's totally It is. Okay. It is. So I, I will say this too. I, I mean, I 100% agree. So I think, but it, it's, you're, you're in a in a system where the, um, you're in a system where there's so much, as we've mentioned before, the fraternity of being a Republican, a fraternity of being like a Democrat, where it's so cemented in there that they would like, fight back so hard on mm-hmm. removing the R and the D from like the voting ballot. Right. And then mm-hmm. you're looking at the different, um, uh, you know, things with that. Right. Cause like, okay, so here, here's an example, right. It's not, it's, it's probably not, it's probably not, um, it's probably not, um, uh, uh, like a secret. I come off and I feel like I come off pretty democratic. Right. And I am, and there is this individual in New York who is getting, he's getting, um, I, th- I think he's like resigning and over the fact that he has all these like different allegations, like sexual assault allegations. And though he might sit there and say, Oh, let's go green or "Oh, let's do this or let's have to do, do these different things that I support. At the same time, I'm looking at it and I'm like, yo, this guy's a, this guy's a, like, this guy's an offender. You know what I'm saying? This guy does mm-hmm. different, does different things that is just not good for society. This is a, this is yeah. a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> And that's someone I wouldn't vote for. Right. I'm like, I'm like, I'm good. I don't, I don't want that. I I don't want that kind of person having leadership roles and having leadership roles over people specifically, you know, like, you know, um, you know, specifically being over, um, over anyone that he could harm. Right. And so I'm like, okay, fuck that guy. And, uh, Um, I think there's so many different things where you'll like figure it out. And because like last, this last election opposed to 20, like, like 16 and stuff, I felt much more educated where I was like looking at stuff and really trying to like dissect it. And uh, especially for like Texas politics, because like, you know, federal politics, United States politics, it's like, it's it's everywhere. Everyone has their thoughts. Or, you know you, you know what I'm saying. But Texas politics, it becomes a little bit more obscure. It's a little bit less controversial, and um, not saying and in some it,
0: cases it's even more impactful. You know,
1: it is more impactful because it directly affects our lives. It directly affects mm-hmm. the state's life. This is this is where I live. I don't think I'm leaving Texas soon, and um, and so you you look at it and you look at okay, do you how hard do you judge someone's like personal life or how hard do you judge is it, is it strictly like a policy thing for you and, or wh- whatever it is. And so knowing some of these things and knowing, knowing that and having that research done, I mean, I, I, I know where it would make me adamantly against someone randomly not. Cause there was some stuff where I was like looking at it. I can't think of a specific one where I was, but it was where I'm like, I'm like, oh man, I cannot vote for this person. I, I am uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But other people, if you go straight D or you go straight R, you're like, all right, it's done.
0: And, exactly, and it, and it takes that pressure off yourself i feel right
1: like. yeah i feel like i feel like it's it, i don't want to sit there and say it's irresponsible but it's almost irresponsible because at the same time i understand people not wanting to get involved with the hoopla of like political conversations right and they get involved with the hoopla of it because if you were an individualist individualistic society if you sit there and you say all right i don't want to um i I don't think there's a change. I don't think, I, don't, I think both sides are evil. I think all this kind of things. That's fair. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm going to say my piece on it. I'm going to say what I think on it, but like, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And, uh, but in my personal opinion, if you could remove the Republican or the Democrat and the libertarian and the green party and whatever from it, I think that puts the pressure on people to, um, to, research. I think it puts the pressure on people to really understand, um, these situations and, you know, champion for your people, you know what I'm saying? Champion for, for your, like, you're like, you're like, yeah, that's my person here. I'm I want this here because I live in the city or Mm -hmm. I live in the state or I live in this country, whatever the stakes of this person being elected is. I mean, I don't know. I agree with, yeah.
0: So let me ask you a hypothetical. You think if, you know, hypothetically, if they were to remove, the the party affiliation from the ballot do you think and this was like a known thing going in do you think that would decrease voter turnout
1: oh i don't think so i think it would oh that's so interesting i don't think so but i think it would skew the shit out of votes so i think, yeah, I think at least the first time or two where <laughs> mm-hmm. you're like you're like what like some people would win and you're like why is this guy winning you know what i'm saying yeah. i think i think it would more so be like like that i think it would be a huge deal where you're like damn um, damn. But okay, so here's at the same side. Here's the same kind of thing here, right? Mm-hmm. I know we seem to be on the same page with this on, you know, whatever, like, oh, this or this. But also we were talking about how individualistic America is and all that. And some people are just so happy to be democratic, so happy to be Republican, and so happy to be these things. And so they're looking at it and they're like they're like, No, I am Proud of the because they they think they're voting for an overall ideal, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They're like they're like hey like, and now some people might know other candidates more than others, and it is an un- uneducated vote oftentimes. But at that point, it just it's a simplistic process for people that are like hey, I'm kind of leaving my hands off here. I know what ideals I generally believe in, so having that, I get the argument for having the overall um, having the bipartisan bipartis- system i just i disagree with it you know what i mean
0: yeah no I, and i'm in the same boat because i i can definitely understand people's perspectives when they say that i want to stick to this particular party because they overall had in you know in past instances have rep- represented my interests the best interest the best and i i completely understand you know the idea of that i just I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's more of like just a personal thought of, I feel like that gets, that's, that's how we get to where we're at today, where it's very split. Like you have to be this or this because so many people are like, well, this person is, or this party has done this in the past. So they're probably going to keep doing it in the future. And I I think, you know, that kind of, that kind of goes two ways because that puts more pressure on the, the candidate for that party to continue doing what the party has done in the past, you know? Um, Because there there could be a republican or a democratic candidate that you know they want to they want to come in and they want to shake things up a little bit but that's not necessarily going to be looked kindly upon and that's not necessarily going to equal votes because you know if if there's people that you know they've voted democrat for 50 years because they're a democrat and they they like what they've done over the past 50 years and they're going to keep voting democrat and same thing for republican same thing for libertarian, even, you know, it's, they're looking for that certain thing. And so they're not looking for someone to come in and shake up that system. And so I I think that that kind of just leads to, to where we're at today with it being very split down the middle, you have to be this way, you have to be this way. And I think it leads to that, that loss of individuality.
1: Yeah. And uh, I I agree. And I also think the other thing to add into it too, is I mean, I know I mentioned how, you know, the guy in New York, how he bothered me and some of the things that he was doing, right? But mm. behind behind the scenes, that might not bother everyone. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I, you That's know, I, I wish it didn't. I wish it bothered them. I wish it made them uncomfortable. Right. But I think, for example, I think it, um, some people are like, they're like, hey, he may be, he may be this, but he this is what i think needs to happen for the country this is what i think needs to happen for the the state for the city for my town and and you know if you believe in if you believe in that overall then like i i get that perspective i get that perspective but that's just like personally not how i view it i'm like hey mm-hmm. if you're if i think you're you know a piece of shit i'm like i'm not feeling you man i'm really not feeling it i'm not feeling it but i think some sit- situations really you know, as we keep hammering down this whole, you know, everyone has their own thoughts in this society. It looks, it, it does create those differing opinions.
0: No, it, it absolutely does. And I, I think you know, you're right in the sense that for like some people can do certain things, some candidates can do certain things that necessarily are deal breakers for some, not deal breakers for others. And I, I think that that is due and partial to the, like that. I mean, that is, that is kind of the, the uh, I would say, in my opinion, the positive of, of how, we, how we do things politically in the sense that it's, you know, certain people can vote, you know, if this is going to skew their opinion or not, you know, um, whether or not I think it should or shouldn't at the end of the day, it, it doesn't really matter too much because that's, that's my thoughts. You know, at the end of the day, this person has to vote how they think is best. And if certain say this, this it's the, is it the governor of New York or mayor of New York or.
1: Um, I, I, I think, I think it's the mayor. Let, let me okay.
0: look real quick. Uh, well, well, hypothetically say you know, it's the mayor of New York, right? They, if, if that's not a deal breaker for them, and they think that that's like a necessary evil to get done what needs to get done Again, I can give my thoughts on whether or not I think it should be or shouldn't be, but at that you know that's that's their decision to make it. Um, but I I th- I think that's you know that's the power of of the individuality. And I just I don't know. It's 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 interesting thoughts for sure. In the- I I just feel like I mean I don't I don't want to keep going back to the whole party thing, but I feel like oh, goodness, I'm dropping stuff. I I think that goes that goes back to the whole the party thing where like. Some people, you know, they they lose their sense of individuality in the party, but some people claim their sense of individuality in the party. You know, yeah,
1: and I I think that's an interesting thing to really like observe with it, right? Um, uh, by the way, he's the former governor because he stepped down, but okay, um, governor. Um, uh, what else was, was Was I saying here? And um um um, um oh damn, damn 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 damn! It was a good thought. It was a good thought. Um. And so with the whole thing, it's like, it's like, okay. And now with your, in you know, some people's individual thoughts are, I'm going to let them do whatever they want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. And then some people's individual thoughts for being in America is they're like, I'm going to champion people to see this through and through. This is mm-hmm. my, this is what I believe to be unapologetically correct. And And I respect it more often than not, because that's how you get these protests. That's how you get these, you know, petitions, how you get these things to kind of make these changes, you know, in certain situations. And I'm I'm all about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people will will be like, I just want to do my thing and go. I don't want to look at this any harder. Right. And uh, um, I know it's
0: it's interesting, really understanding the person in that situation. No, it, it definitely is. It's, I mean, it, it comes back to the the entire concept of choice, you know, um, which is a whole topic in itself. But like, it, it's the concept of wanting to champion people to, you know, to overcome certain things that that are issues, you know, um, that you know, if if I personally, I I believe something needs to change, I'm going to champion other people to help that change. But at the same time, you know, the people who just would rather just not worry about anything. If this person wants to change something, fine. If this person wants to change something, fine. But the people that would rather sit back, you know, it's, it's, you don't, you don't want to like, you don't want to force them necessarily into, into picking a side of, of one coin because you, it's, it's almost like taking away their, their opportunity for choice. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's finding that balance between the, the topics and the subjects that you're like, Hey, something has got to change here we can't have, we can't afford to have people, you know, sitting on the, on the, on the back lines for it. And, and so I think it's, it's weird trying to find that balance.
1: It is right. And I, I think on top of that too, you have the whole, so I, I, you know, I, I, I don't lean as hard in the way of, 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 um, cause like, obviously everyone has their own individual freedom, but the same thought process is it's like, I legitimately think some things are right. This is for my own like political opinions. I like I think I look at some things and I'm like, this is right and this is wrong, mm-hmm. and and I will champion for this. I will fight for this, right? And then there's some stuff where I'm like, I'm like, I see what you know. Like it, it it's such a controversial thing, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like I you I, you know, at the end of the day, some people will just think the way they want to think, and some people will will be quiet about it. Some people will be loud about it. Some people will be this about it. And it's so...
0: Well, it's and I like- think that brings in the idea of postmodernism a little bit, you know, um, in the sense that, like, because, you know, postmodernism, it's, it's like everyone has their own truth and their own truth is valid, right? Who's to say their truth is incorrect from a different person's truth? And whether or not you agree with that or not, that that's a very interesting concept when it comes to politics, because what might be black and white for me and you isn't necessarily black and white for another person. Yeah, you know? 100%. And so people people have i feel like when people are looking at like something such as politics they're looking at it from you know everything is on a moral like spectrum right and they they look at it as if that moral spectrum is the same for every single person but it's not people each person has their own sense of morality based on whether it's religious beliefs or just you know personal beliefs whether it's philosophical beliefs whatever it is, whatever it experiences, everyone's moral spectrum and moral compass where they draw the line on certain things looks very different. And so it, it's, yeah, it, it's just, it's it's a tough thing because, you know, like I said, what what's black and white for me and you, it could be such a big gray issue for somebody else. But what they think is black and white, we're like, yeah, I mean, that's very controversial. You know, it could be either way. And so it, it's it it's, it's hard trying to, to collectify that with so many people having these different levels of what they believe in you know
1: yeah i i 100 agree i i think it's it is such a interesting prospect because like you can understand it in like so like for example i is my personal opinion right i understand the whole you know like the postmodernism concept you were saying and then at the same time it may sound conflicting where, but I'm like some things where I'm like, this is right. And this is wrong. And Mm -hmm. then, but I'm like, but kind of having the implication that it, it's a different perspective for someone else. I don't know. It's a, it's a really interesting kind of concept there. I
0: I think, I think politics, I think politics does something that's, that's really interesting. And I think it causes people to kind of self inflect in a lot of areas. I agree. Um, because I, I mean, at least so for me personally, uh, when I when I go into like a a uh, like a, an election, whether it's local, whether it's federal, where it's state, whatever it is, I'm going to do my best to be as educated as possible. And that makes me really reflect on what I believe in and that certain thing, because there could be certain beliefs that I had, you know, four years ago that I may not have today. In four years, there I could have different beliefs than I have today, not necessarily saying that's a good or a bad thing, but just, you know, people, people's beliefs don't, there's some things that I think people, you know, believe in is they stick with their whole life, right? right. But some people, there's some there subjects that like people change on, you know, they, they learn new things or they, they start to develop, you know, their own thoughts on this thing. And I, I think a lot of political people's political opinions comes from like uh, family influence or you know, social influence uh, or educational location, influence, honestly, you know, right. uh, a lot of, a lot of people's political thoughts. It's, I, I think not as many as we would like to imagine comes from their own personal understanding and education. True. Um, but I think once you start really educating and trying to learn and figure out why you're, you know, why am I voting for this certain person over this person? It, it causes you to think like uh, in yourself of like, you know, figuring out why, and um i gotta remember where i was going with this
1: <laughs> well, and you know other thing to add with it too is it's interesting too because some of the times you are in put in position where you're like i want this to be done and you have to put it on like a hierarchy where you're like you're like you're like, they do this mm-hmm. and i hate it but i really enjoy this and you kind of have to weigh it and be like which one's more important
0: and, and that's where that whole moral spectrum comes into play yeah, I feel like absolutely absolutely yeah. I don't know. It's – it's politics, I think that's why everyone every, – politics to me is one of those things that everyone hates to love and loves to hate, you know? I agree. Like nobody wants to talk about politics, but at the but same time – everyone wants to talk about politics. Everyone wants to, you know, because people can say, oh, I don't want things to get political or I don't want this to be political. But at the end of the day, everything is going to be political in some sense just because politics is a reflection of our current society. Yeah, and And, and so, and, you know, whether – whether or not you think going to eat – whether or not going to Panera Bread is is political or not, it's it's going to be in some instance because in some area, in some person's mind in the U.S., that's going to represent a certain thing to them. And yeah. if you go to Panera Bread, it's going to represent one thing. If you don't go, it's going to represent another thing. And at the end of the day, that person has a voice, and they're a voice in our government, and that's how it works. It's, it all leads back to politics. So I, I don't know. It's it's definitely it's one of those topics that like I feel like so many people shy away from, but that's you know you got you gotta have those conversations sometimes because that's how you that's how you learn that's how you grow that's how you develop you know.
1: True, and uh, you know it's it's hard too because sometimes I've been triggered and sometimes people have been triggered, and it's like you have to almost kind of have a stoicism with these things because I, I think it's good to have conversations with people that disagree oh, with you as well. Absolutely,
0: absolutely, and.
1: Uh, and and whether it ends up becoming a stalemate where they're like they're not changing their mind and i'm not changing my mind or whatever the situation may be it's it's it is it's almost necessary because then because i know every time i've ever had those kind of conversations no matter the situation no matter if i think i won or lost or no matter if i you know feel convicted or i'm questioning myself i always try to self-reflect with it and be like Mm -hmm. okay how can i did i say the right things did i articulate my message well did i you
0: know, because I mean it's it's like Dr. Lynch twenty one forty class, you know. Uh love or hate that class as you will. It it, it was there to teach us how to have conversation. Yeah uh, about topics that were uncomfortable. I, I mean, I was going back the other day and watching our debates for um you know whether or not parents should have the right to genetically modify their children. And that's a pretty controversial topic, you know. And I know he does that on purpose every year, which but I mean it, it teaches you not only how to, how to conversate with an opinion you disagree with, but since they like assign the roles, you may not necessarily be on the side that you agree with. And so you have to learn that point of view. And I, I think, I mean, again, personally, I think there's black and white matters where like, you know, one thing is wrong, one thing's right. True. But, but learning in a lot of like those gray areas, learning the, the other side's you know, reasoning, logic behind it—it it, it creates better conversation, better discourse over the topic.
1: Yeah, and it yeah, it's just you know one of the things I would say too that like college has done the best for me, specifically like specifically those classes and the communication majors. It's like it—it it teaches you to critically think, and mm. um, and whether you fall short on it sometimes or not, it's you know it is it is what it is. You reflect on it, but I think um, uh, those were interesting because there were sometimes that like I, I remember there was an argument that we argued with like my team argued in one of the things that i did not believe in at all but mm-hmm. you know i i was like i get where it's coming from but i, d- I don't agree with it but I, I i get the argument here and but it's i don't know it's it is interesting because it puts you in perspectives that like some people full believed in it and it and, mm-hmm. and it also made it i don't know it creates a uh, you know a chamber for that like, communication a chamber for I don't know, learning in general, honestly.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. David. Oh no. This has been good talks.
1: Oh man, it's already been this long.
0: This has been good talks, but it's about that time. And I, I I really like that we've that we've talked a lot about, you know, gray areas and you know how that shifts from person to person.
1: Just like the gray area of whenever we're gonna close this podcast.
0: Just like that gray area, but before we get to that gray area. I think there is one thing that is definitely black and white that I think everybody can agree on and we have not touched on. And that is the fact that it is, it is the correct way to wash your dishes if you're using a scrub daddy.
1: Oh my goodness. The scrub dad is always <laughs> doing what they do. And uh, you know, as we, as we always said, not to make too light on the conversations we had, because we had some pretty serious ones here today. Um, the dishes can be pretty serious at times mm-hmm. and uh, it became a pressing matter. And, Sometimes you need serotonin and a nice little smiley face to remind you that things are going to be okay. And that, hey, if you and me work together, we can destroy these dishes.
0: Absolutely. It's always important. It is. It is. And so I I think, you know, we just have to remind people that Scrub Daddy's out there and they're there for you.
1: Love you, Scrub Daddy. Forever and ever.
0: This could be a sponsored podcast by them. We're not even asking for money. We just want recognition. 100%. We want affirmation from them. Yeah. I'm here for the glory, not the money. Absolutely, absolutely. David, David, David. Oh, we've got some big things coming up, don't we?
1: We really do. We really, really, really do. We have some exciting new, uh, new, new um, developments coming, as we've mentioned in the previous podcast.
0: And we do, we do. To everyone, one. to everyone that listens, make sure you follow us on Instagram at possibly underscore rambling, uh, because we have some exciting things coming to that Instagram page, and I, I think. I, I think it's gonna be a good time and while you're there go ahead find a random a random post pick any post and make sure you just you just you just really go in at Caleb Mosley oh, and
1: cook his ass uh,
0: he he lost his first fantasy football game so um, uh,
1: see, he was out of draft because he didn't show up to the fantasy draft what a scam
0: Caleb let me tell you from the bottom of my heart I love you to death. It's not personal. It's just business, you know? Yeah. And so everyone make sure you, you let Caleb know he needs, to, he needs to do better for week two. Um, um, but we, we believe in him uh, to an extent. I believe he's going to do at least average, you know?
1: I don't believe in him. I uh, <laughs> believe in him and uh, he's my enemy.
0: But, you know, he uh, actually he actually asked me about that the other day. He texted me. He's like, man, why would you tell everyone to roast me? And I was like, dude, it's, it's how it goes, you know? You yeah. made yourself our enemy. We have to make ourselves your enemy. That's there's there's a balance to everything. There right. is,
1: right. Uh, kind of like the one.
0: balance. Have how my hand balances over the stop podcast I button every hate week. You,
1: <laughs> but I I love you, but but I hate you. You have so but much power over me right now, and and as I've stated before, it makes me uncomfortable.